Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. We're talking about Elf, the movie Elf, uh, which is one of my favorite movies of all. How many of you like the movie Elf? Anybody? All right, good. There's several of us in this room like that movie Elf. And so uh, what I'd like to do tonight is talk to you, and the title that I want to use is In Search of a Father. Now, uh, I'll get into a little bit more about this movie. We'll show a few clips tonight. It's going to be fun. But what I want to tell you is that, you know, I have a problem. I'm going to go ahead and admit it right now. You know, my name is Jeff, and I have a problem, which if you know me, you know I have many problems. But, uh, but I have a problem is that I get uh, this uh, pre-Christmas anxiety. Now, it might not be the kind that you're thinking about, uh, you know, worried about, did I get the right gift and all that. I'm not really worried about that. But when I get someone a gift, I sort of get this anxiety that I just want to give it to them. You know, like I, I, have, been, I have a couple gifts that I've gotten that I'm pretty excited about giving. And I am just like, you know, like, wow. Now, I am a little anxious because of one of the gifts that I you know, was going to give my wife, I think I give Amazon the wrong address to. So don't tell her, but uh, I got to do some quick thinking tomorrow, all right? So anyways, um, so if you hear somebody uh, coming to your door, knocking on your door, looking for a room to sleep, it'll probably be me if I don't get this worked out. But anyway, but I have these gifts, you know, and so I have this, is anybody else like that, like you or like me, you know, you get somebody a gift, you just like, it's hard for you not to just go ahead and give it to them. Anybody else like that here? Okay, okay, there's 15 of us, all right? God bless the rest of you, you old Scrooge. Uh, you know? <laughs> just uh, but me, I'm excited, so I am stoked about that. You know what? I found out that our Heavenly Father is just like that as well. Do you know that God, God has that problem too? He has the same problem that I have and that many of the 15 of us in this room have. And that is, he likes to sort of give it away. You know, he wants to go ahead and give it away. And we find this out in the scripture. There's a guy in the Bible, his name is Isaiah. And God uses him to tell us all about his, the gift that he's going to give the world. Matter of fact, he tells us about Jesus coming over 700 years before Jesus actually uh, arrived on the scene. And uh, we find it in the scripture, look what it says. In Isaiah 9 and 6 it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called. Now let's read the names that he says that Jesus is going to be called. Let's read the names together. You ready? Come on. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Now you know what God was saying? The reason that God sent Jesus, remember, not only to die for our sins, but also to tell us what God was like. It, it was God, God's intention of sending his son Jesus to the world was showing us what God was like as well. We said it's like changing God's reputation. And so, you know, what God wanted to do was show us that. Now, let me just tell you this. You know, my, my children are a little bit older now. 
you know, like my daughter's 21 and my son's like 25. And I can tell you at this age, that the age that they are, you know what the number one thing that I want now? Is I want my kids to get to know me. You know, while they were coming up and they're, you know, they were younger, you know, I was the father. Then a lot of times we dads are like the disciplinary person, you know, like the rule keeper. And, and sometimes, you know, they just see us as that kind of person. But I can tell you now that this stage in my life and the stage that they are, I want to spend the rest of our lives for them getting to know me and me getting to know them. I want them to know me not only as dad who, you know, who was the guy that laid down the law, but now I want them to know me as the friend, as a person who, who just cares about them and, and I want to see them do good. And that's exactly what God wants and that's why he sent Jesus was that God wanted you to know and you to know and you to know. He wanted you to know him and he wanted, he wanted to say, hey, right now, I want you to get to know me. I want you to know the real me. And so that's what this is all about. Now, in our movie, we said the title is A Search for a Father, but in our movie, Elf, we find that... Um, you know, there's a guy in the movie. What's the, what's the main character's name? There's an elf. What's his name? Buddy. Buddy. That's right. So Buddy, as Buddy, you know, is working in Santa's workshop up there, he realizes that he's just not quite fitting in. You know, he keeps growing and growing, and these little elves, they'll keep growing, you know. So he keeps growing, and finally, he's, they have to tell him that he was adopted and that Buddy goes in search for his father. And so that's what the whole movie is about. And so we want to talk about that because that's what really we're doing. We're in search for our Heavenly Father. And so tonight I want to give you about four things as to how to know your Heavenly Father. Just like Buddy discovered that there's fakes, there's many times people around us that are giving us information that isn't accurate. They don't know the truth. And let me just tell you this. What seems right is not always right, is it? The Bible says that, that there's a way that seems right unto people, unto man, but in the end leads to destruction. So what seems right and what feels right is not always right. So we have to have a truth. We have to have something that we can hold on to in order to do that. And the Bible says that Jesus is the wonderful counselor, and that so is God. And so we find, you know how we find out what God's counsel is? We look into his word. Look what the Bible says. Look at it with me. 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All what? All scripture is inspired by who? God. By God. So the Bible, what I'm holding in my hand, everything is inspired by God. It's inspired by God. It's useful to teach us what is true, and it makes us realize what is where? In our lives. That's right. It corrects us when we are wrong, and it teaches us to do what is? It teaches us to do what is right. And so, you know... The Bible is teaching, it's God's counsel. God's word is God's counsel. And here's what I want to tell you. You know, I just want to give some of you parents some advice. I know that, you know, tomorrow night is Christmas Eve and some parents are going to have to be Santa's helper. And so what I want to tell you is that if you're going to be Santa's helper, mom and dad, tomorrow night, I want to tell you this, is please follow all of Santa's instructions. Okay, take it from a former Santa's helper, all right? Uh, I can tell you there's been many times on Christmas Eve that uh, Ron and I decided to help Santa out. And so we was going to put together some toys for Santa. And Jeff did not like to reading Santa's instructions. And I can tell you that is disaster because what ended up happening was is that the toys become broken. 
They were broken. They didn't work like Santa's elves do. It's so great. And sometimes the people at Walmart do it well too. And Jeff would tell you, make sure that people at Walmart help you or make sure Santa's elves do it. Just a word to the wise. And the reason I tell you that because when we don't read the instructions, we tend to break things. And here's what I want to tell you. When we don't live by God's counsel, when we don't live by what God says, you see, we don't break God's commandments. Something inside of us becomes broken when we break God's commandments. Did you hear that? When it's not like, okay, well, you know, God, we're just going to break your commandments. No, 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 no. God's like, hey, it's not about me. It's about you. So when we break God's commandments, we become broken. And God doesn't want us to be broken. And that's why he said, hey, I'm the wonderful counselor. I want to, I want to lead you in the right way so that you don't become broken. And nothing horrible happens to you. So he says, I want to lead you in that direction. And that is God's advice for us tonight. And what we say at SEC is this, is that you can't do better or be better until you know better. And the only way you're ever going to know better in life is through God's Word. And I'm telling you that. I've seen many, many, many people make mistakes. And you and I have made them when we stepped out of bounds of God's Word. It always hurts us. And God says, I've got this plan for you. Look at what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares who? Okay, notice that. It's not my plans for you. It's not your parents' plans for you. Whose plans is it? It's the Lord's. It's the Lord's plan. He says, plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you devastation. That what it said? What does it say? Plans to give you hope and a what? A future. So God says, listen, I know that God's got a bad rap. And I know that some of you here, you know, this Bible stuff is new to you. And everything you've heard about is negative. But I want to tell you something. I have never met a person in my life who has lived by God's word that said, I regretted that. Now, I've met hundreds of people that who said, you know what? I stepped outside of God's word and I really regretted that. And so God is the wonderful what? The wonderful what? The wonderful what? Counselor. And that's why he said, Jesus, that's what Christmas is all about. Is that you begin to see that he is the wonderful counselor. I have one question for you. If you're not going to listen to God's instruction and counsel to live your life by, then my question is this. Who are you going to listen to? Who's going to be that voice in your life that speaks to you and that you live your life by that? And I can tell you, I know a lot of good people in my life, but they all are jacked up. Do you know that? You know, I'm jacked up, you're jacked up, all God's children are jacked up. Do you know that? Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and I just want you to know that. But I want to tell you, so when it comes to basing my, I'm betting my life on what God says. I'm not willing to put my life on the line for what everybody else says. And that's God's challenge to you. And so I like, I have on the back of your connection card a next step I'd like to show you. It says this, it says, I will make God's word and going to church a priority in 2018. Why don't you go ahead and check that box and right now decide that not only are you going to have a Merry Christmas, but you're going to start your year off right God's way. So go ahead and check that box so we can pray for you. Okay, number two, how do you get to know your Heavenly Father? Well, this is the way you get to know Him, is that you ask God, uh, ask for God's mighty power. Mighty power. Ask for God's mighty power. 
Now we said that Jesus, remember in the announcement of Jesus, he's a wonderful counselor. Well, the next statement is what? Mighty Mighty God, right? Mighty, yeah, I said mighty power. Mighty God is, is a statement that he's a wonderful counselor and he's a mighty God in the verse that we open up with. Now, let's go into the Christmas story. I want you to look into Luke's gospel and we're going to find out about this mighty power. That, because you're going to be in, look at, let me just a second. You really want to tune in right here because what I'm about to tell you is available to you and you're going to need it and you're going to want to know it. So look what happens here. It says this in Luke 1 and 30. And the angel said, who said? The angel, okay, the angel said, now look who he said it to. The angel said, do not be afraid, who? Mary. Okay, so the angel's come and have a conversation. He said, Mary, do not be afraid, all right? You have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and he, his name shall be called, who? Jesus, right? It shall be called Jesus. Now notice, the angel said that, and the, Mary's like, okay. And so look at, look, look at the next phrase here. Then who said? Then Mary said, then Mary said to the angel, now listen, do you get that? The angel said, hey, Mary, you're going to have a baby. You know, he's going to be in your womb just in a few days. And Mary's like, hey, hey, I got something to say to you. You notice that? Just said, hey, Mary, hey, angel, I got something to say to you. And this is what Mary has to say. Look what Mary said. Mary said, how can this be since I do not know a what? I mean, you know what she was saying? Mary was the first one to say, can't touch this son, she, was, she had hammer time before hammer time. What she was saying to the angel was this. What she was saying to the angel was this. The angel said, hey, Mary, you know, you're going to have this child. And, and like, you're going to conceive. And Mary's like, hey, angel, let me inform you. <laughs> you don't know this, but nobody has touched me. I, I, you're, no, no, no. You see what I'm saying? So there's a conversation going on right here. And so look what happens at this. Then, here we go. Now, somebody else is about to speak up. So, we see, the angel spoke, then Mary spoke, and now look what happens now. And the who? And the angel. Now, the angel's going to say, no, no, no. Okay, let me tell you how this is going to be. And the angel answered and said to her. Okay, let's read those next three words out loud. You ready? Come on, you ready? The Holy Spirit. Whoa. The Holy Spirit. Okay, I know that just like, some of you are sitting there, okay, we're talking about Casper and the Friendly Ghost. What are we talking about here? Okay, let me explain to you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is like God's Spirit. Now, let me explain. Jesus explained it this way. Look, how many of you have ever, ever, like, seen the wind? You know, when I say wind, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about when I say wind? Let me see your hand. Okay, okay, there's six or eight, ten, twelve, fifteen. All right. Okay, nobody knows what the wind is. Okay, take your hand and do like this. Ready? Come on. Do like it. Okay, what, you feel that? You feel, okay, that's called wind. All right, just one. All right, what? You scared me there for a minute, you know? Wow. Okay, so that's wind, right? All right, now, did, did you, all right, you see me doing that? You hear it in the mic? You hear that? You hear that? Okay, do you see it? Do you see it? You don't see it? What, what's happening? What, what, what am I causing? Wind? I'm call, am I causing wind? Okay, how do you know? Because you feel it, right? You feel it. You feel the effects of wind, right? You don't ever see it. Like you go out, I challenge you to go out there and take a, take a kindergartner out there and try to explain wind to them. Go to the barometric pressure and all this stuff and they go, huh? And so Jesus said, no, no, no. You just look like, look at the trees and, and you see the leaves blowing on the trees. You see all that happening. And, and you just see the effects of wind. You never see the wind, do you? You only see the effects. 
And that's what Jesus said the Holy Spirit is like. It's like you're not going to see him, but it's God's spirit. It's like, it's like God causing a wind to blow on the inside of you. And, and it's like it's, that's the Holy Spirit. It's good. And look what it, look what happens to Mary. Look what it says. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. The Holy Spirit, look what it says. Will what? Come upon Come upon you. That means that the, that wind that, that I'm talking about is going to do something inside of you that you can't do for yourself. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And listen, that's what Christmas was all about. It's the Holy Spirit come on Mary and did something on the inside of her that was unexplainable. It changed her life. Would you agree that it changed her life? And that's what he does for you and I. We receive Christ to our life. We say, fill me with your spirit, God. That means that he does something on the inside of us that we cannot do for ourselves. And then he goes on. He doesn't just stop there. Look what he says. He goes and says, and the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then guess what he says? And the power of the Most High will what? Overshadow you. You know what that means? Not only is the Holy Spirit like going to do something on the inside of you, it's going to change you, something you can't do for yourself, but He's going to do things all around you, outside of you, your circumstances and everything. He's going to change all everything out here. So He's going to come on upon you, and then He's going to overshadow you. The Holy Spirit works all around us and in us. It's God's Spirit, and because of Jesus, we we have access to God's Spirit. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Now I know, I know he said, and it will overshadow you, and therefore also the Holy One who is to be called, who will be, who is to be born, will be called the Son of God. Now watch this, watch this. You see, you may be saying, oh, well, well, was that possible? Yes, look at the next verse. Look what it says in, in Luke 37. The, the angel said this to Mary because Mary's like, I don't know about all this Holy Spirit stuff. I don't know if it's possible. But look what the angel said. Come on, let's read this verse again. You ready? Come on. Nothing is impossible with God. Come on, let's read it again. You ready? Nothing is impossible with God. Do you believe that? I'll tell you, we, we believe that, that God works not only on the inside of us, but also on the outside of us. And we had a, we had a chorus teacher, we have a chorus teacher here in Henry County who is the high school woodland chorus, con, uh, chorus teacher. And, and about three or four years ago, he was a man that was in, in perfect health, but, he, but he, at his school he had a massive heart attack. I mean, like, he had an artery called the Widowmaker that was clogged up. And he, he basically died there. They, they shocked him. They got him to the hospital. And for about a day and a half, they worked with him. And finally, the doctors come in, and they met with his wife. And they told her, said, Mrs. Miller, we want you to know that your husband's heart is dead. It's dead. And said, listen, we, we got one thing that we're going to try later if he makes it. And that is that there's a 20% he's gonna, chance he's going to live because we're going to put an artificial heart in him. And it may, he's got a 20% chance that he might make it. But I want to tell you, his heart is dead. It's dead. And she said, you know, oh, no. And so she began to share that word. But because the Holy Spirit not only does things on the inside of you, but he does things around you as well, we all begin to pray. And guess what? God sent his Holy Spirit to that hospital room. And God healed that man's heart. The next day, the doctors come in and say, we don't know what's happened, but his heart has come alive. We've never seen it before. A miracle has happened. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God that comes through Jesus Christ is available to you and me. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Wow! So I gotta, hey, hey, I 
I got a question for you. What do you need the Holy Spirit to do for you? What miracle do you need? It's, it's Christmas. Listen, don't wait for your gift to be wrapped under the tree. God said, no, you ask me for what you think is impossible, and I'll show you it's possible with me. Wow. It's Christmas, everybody. It's a reminder that God can do anything. Wow, man, I'm more excited about this than you are. <laughs> Look, I have a next step for you. It says this. It says, I will ask God for what seems impossible in my life. Will you take that? Will you take that step? Will you ask and you say, I don't know. I don't know if I believe. Just ask. Just ask. Check that box so we can pray for you. The third thing I would share with you is this. How do you know, how to get to know your Heavenly Father? The third thing is this. Would you write this down? It's trust God always to be there. Trust God will always be there. He'll always be there. Many times, many times when we say the name Father, many of you have negative feelings. Because your father was hard and your father was difficult. And matter of fact, uh, it's sort of like this clip that we're going to watch with Buddy right here. It's sort of, he's trying to find his father and, and his father is like, he's like hard. Watch this. But remember we said, remember about Jesus, the Bible says it's going to be said about him that he would be the everlasting father. Meaning that because he would show us what our, what our heavenly father is like. That he would be our, our ever, uh, everlasting father. Now again, like I said earlier, that term father sometimes can be negative. Because you know that only one out of three children grow up with their biological father in their home. Only one out of three and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of, of thoughts about that and, and negative stuff can come upon with fathers because we, we, you know, maybe they belittled you, may, maybe they abused you, I don't know. But I'm telling you that your heavenly father's not like that. What's amazing to me is, is that this time of year, it's this time of year that people begin to think about uh, breaking up. It's amazing how that, you know, I've been a pastor so long, I know how this works, sort of, like everybody sort of says, I'm going to hang in there through Christmas, but come January, you know, I'm going to tell my spouse that, you know, it's over or whatever. Can I just say this to you? Listen, instead of you making a plan to get out, why don't you make a plan to get help? Why don't you, maybe, if that's you, just if that's you, and I'm just dropping that in right here. Yeah, I know it's a little heavy on Christmas, but I just want to say, is, is your pastor who loves you, why don't you try getting help? Try talking to a counselor, talking to a pastor, talk to somebody and say, hey, I want to get help. I want to do the best I can. You know why? Because the best gift that you can ever give your children is to love your spouse. Listen, love your wife, love your husband, love your spouse. That's the best gift that you can ever give your children is to let them grow up in that home of love. And that's what our Heavenly Father wanted us to know. Look at this next verse on your outline. Look, it's Jesus telling, teaching us how to pray. And look how Jesus opens us up. In Matthew's Gospel 6 and 9, look what it says. Let's read this again. This is the first line of the Lord's Prayer. So let's read it together. You ready? Come on. This is how you should pray, our Father in Heaven. Notice that. You know why Jesus said, I want you to say our Father in Heaven first? is because when we say our Father, it reminds us that He loves us no matter what. That he always loves us. It's unconditional. It's not what you've done, what you can do. That he loves us. He's our everlasting father. Look at the next verse with me. 
The next verse, Hebrews 13 says this, God promises never to leave us. Look what it says. God has said, let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, what? The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. Would you go back where it says those first two words on that last line that was underlined right there? Would you go back where it says the Lord? Would you just write down maybe my heavenly father? And let's just say that together. You ready? My heavenly father. Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. My heavenly father is my helper. I will not be afraid. Let's say that again. You ready? My heavenly father is my helper. I will not be afraid. Come on one more time. My heavenly father is my helper. I will not be afraid. God doesn't want you to be afraid because he's always with you. He doesn't leave you. No matter how many times you walked out on him, he doesn't walk out on you. It reminds me of a story that I read uh, this week of, a, of a, a kid who went in for surgery who had a tonsillectomy done, surgery done, and his parents were waiting on the re in a recovery room and they brought the child back into the recovery room, but the kid was still un an under anesthesia. And so he began to trying to come to and he was fighting and saying, Daddy, 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 I want you, Daddy, where are you? And his father reached over and, and put the boy in his arms and he was holding him. He said, Son, I'm right here. But the boy, still under, under anesthesia, could not get that message. And so he said, Daddy, 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 I want you. And, and his father said, Son, I've got you. I have you right now. You're in my arms. Finally, 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 finally. The boy was able to come to enough to hear him and settle down. You know what right now your Heavenly Father is saying to you? Some of you are unaware that He's right here. He's right with you. He's been with you your whole life. And right now, you're unaware that you're like that little boy with anesthesia. Daddy, God, 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 where are you? God, where are you? God. And God's saying, right, I'm right here. I'm right here. That's what He's saying. Here, I have a question for you. I have a question. Is God your Father? Is God your Heavenly Father? That's the question. You've got to answer that question. See, everybody is loved by God, but not everybody is a child of God. See, God chooses. You're, you can't do anything about God's love. I mean, it's just pouring out on you right now whether you like it or not. But here's the thing is that you get to choose if you're going to be His child or not. And so today I would challenge you. I would, I would ask you on this Christmas, why not make that decision? And we have a prayer inside of our program right here. It's called the prayer to become a Christ follower. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to come forward. You don't have to do any of that. Right now, this is a prayer that you can pray that will help you take that step. And if you read this prayer, you say, me too, God. This is what I want. God will come into your life right where you sit. You don't have to worry about being embarrassed or any of that. The only thing we ask you to do is on the back of this connection card, you would check the box that says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower so we can pray for you. Would you do that, please, before you leave sometime today? Okay, number four. How do I get to know my Heavenly Father? How do you get to know your Heavenly Father? Number four is, write this down, please. Live in God's peace. Live in God's peace. Remember we said, He's a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. But also, it said, He would be the Prince of Peace. This is what Easter is all about. Remember, getting to, God, getting to know God. And, and just like me as a parent... Right now, I want my kids to get to know me. I want them to know the real me. Not the daddy, not the ruling force of me, but the real me. I want them to know that. And God wants you to know that as well about him. And so guess what? He, he comes to shepherds now. Remember we talked about Mary other. He comes to the shepherds now. And look what happens. It says this. In Luke 2 and 8, it says, And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. 
And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were what? They were freaked out. That's what they were. But the angel said to them, let's read what's underlined. Ready? Come on. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for who? All the people. Today in the town of David, a what? A Savior has been born to who? You. And who is he? He is Christ the Lord. He's Christ the Lord. And here's what God was saying to the shepherds because they felt like nobodies. You know what he was saying? He said, listen, you've been looking to people for approval. You've been looking to people. You've been looking to people for approval. You've been looking to people to help you out constantly. And God's saying, what I want you to do now is I want you to look just to people. I want you to look to me. God was saying that. God's saying, instead of looking to people, stop looking to people for peace and start looking to me. And listen, some of you right now, can I help you? Listen, can I help you? Some of you have high expectations of people. And some of you have high expectations on Christmas. I mean, some of you have given hints that, that, that people around you have not caught. And you've said, I like this and I like that. Oh, boy, it would be nice to have this. Oh, this ring on my finger and it would be nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and they haven't caught the hints or, or they haven't done that. And so, to, on, you know, tomorrow night or either on Christmas morning, you're looking for it. And you've raised the expectations this high, right? So no matter what they do, no matter what they do, it doesn't matter how good it is or how much it is. If it's not that and they give you this, guess what? They have not met your expectations. And guess what? When your expectations aren't met, it's like Humpty Dumpty falls off the wall. You have a big fall, right? And they're going, honey, mom, what's wrong? Dad, what's wrong? Son, what's wrong? Daughter, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? And you, you're, you're like, oh, nothing, nothing. I'm all right. I'm all right. Oh, no, you're not all right. It's because you raise the expectation up here. here. Here's what I want to tell you. If you want the peace of God in your life, this is what God was saying to those shepherds. He was saying, listen, lower your expectations of people and raise your expectations of God. That's how you have peace. So here's how you have a Merry Christmas. Here it is, right here. You ready? Here it is. Is that as of tonight, you say, you know what? I'm lowering my expectations. I'm lowering my expectations. That means that if my husband just scribbles my name on a card and puts it in a box, I'm going to be okay with that. I think I can. Where's Rhonda at? I hope you didn't hear that, girl. You know, I mean, just, just lower it, just lower it. Not, not, not only about that, but, but about life as well, right? I mean, like, you're expecting so much from people. You're, you're expecting your children to do this. You're expecting your parents to do this. You're just expecting so much. And God is saying, I did not create them to be the God of your life. I am the Lord. I'm the Savior of the world. And the only way you're ever going to have peace is that you look to me. You expect more from me and less from them. That's how you have peace. In our story, in our story, in our movie, Buddy finally has to lower his expectations of dad. It seemed like he was almost expecting his dad to be Santa Claus. And he was a human being. And he had to lower his expectations. And his dad finally come around. And here's what I want to tell you tonight. Is that tonight as we get ready to, to close this service, is I want to challenge you to have a Merry Christmas. I want somehow tonight, somehow tonight, that you raise your expectations of God. 
What is it? Remember that thing we talked about earlier? That thing we talked about that we said that he's a mighty God. And we said, what is it that is possible? Why don't you raise your expectation of God and lower your expectations of people? And then you can leave this place having a merry, merry Christmas. Would you stand with me right now so I can pray for you? As I said earlier, as I start off, listen, my desire at this point in my children's life and in my life, I just want my kids to get to know me. The real, not the, not the rule keeper of me, not that person, but the real me. I want that. And your Heavenly Father tonight wants you to know Him. That's why you're here. You, you, he arranged this. And so tonight I just want to ask you as I pray that you would just open up your heart. And we're going to sing this song together that says, Hallelujah. And we're just, going to let, we're just going to receive His Spirit. That Holy Spirit I talked about is in this room. And it's in many people. And He wants to fill your life. Father, right now in the name of Your Son, Jesus, I thank You for who You are, that You're the Savior of the world. And Lord, today, we want to know You as that wonderful counselor. We want to seek Your Word, O oh God. The mighty God that can do anything. We want to ask You for, for mighty things, O oh God. And that You're the everlasting Father. You'll never leave us. That's what You showed us through, through Christmas. Us, oh Lord and Father we know that you're the Prince of Peace and so tonight we choose to raise our expectations of you oh Lord and lower our expectations of people and watch you work in our lives and right now God that's what we choose and we know you will not disappoint us in Jesus name I pray hi this is Pastor Jeff again I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message if you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church simply go to our website at secview.net again that's sccview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.